Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello. I was going to say welcome. <laughs> Didn't you do that last time? Did I? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Well, hello. Uh, how are you today? No, I always start with hello, hello. There's no way I said that last time. Um, Bro, this is crazy. I think I was watching back one of our top... Uh, 10 rankings like from a year ago and i think you did the exact same thing in the intro you were like i, I was gonna say hello because that's <laughs> i just got crazy deja vu i'm pretty sure you ah who the fuck cares uh too many podcasts to remember too many we're almost at the 100th episode so yeah so that's gonna be special and eh, not really but you know um <laughs> so today we're doing the finale, I guess, of what we've been doing for basically this month, uh, or I guess the past couple of weeks, which is this month, um, the player position rankings. So now we are doing our rankings for the top 15 players in the league. Now, these won't include, just like the same players that were left off the position rankings, they won't be here, uh, like Kawhi, like Zion. Those players are not going to be on this list. Um, and so, yeah, what else? Um, if you have a player above another player in your position rankings, then obviously they should be above that player again in these rankings because just, just for continuity. Logically. And just logically, if you have, yeah. I mean, but, you know, some of these player rankings are so close where in a week you might change your mind. But for consistency, you could you should probably keep it the same. Um, and just another thing. Uh, these rankings, these players are all very close together. This list is subjective. So this is just for fun. Like, these lists can change in a week. They could completely no, your be Your list has to be accurate to mine, bro. No, if it's not the exact same, then I'm going to flame you for it. Then we're not cousins anymore. We're not. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to remove the part of our I blood did. that's the same. I, I disown you from the family. You have the power to do that, but you're the younger one. What the hell? I have the power to do anything. I was here. <laughs> okay. I like the <laughs> confidence. Um, I guess we should start with our honorable mentions. So uh, I have five. So you have five as well. So this is basically a top 20 ranking. Um, but we just don't have the our honorable mentions in any order, really. Um, yeah. So who's your first honorable mention? Kai Rizzle. Okay. Kyrie is an honorable mention for me, too. Um, lots of it just boils down to availability. Yeah, that's literally like what, like the list is pretty packed tight. I would say, like towards the this like middle tier, I guess bottom, yeah, middle, no. whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, a lot of it is just Kyrie not playing basketball ever. So yeah, because if you're ranking just skill, obviously we've talked about this before, he would be higher on this Kyrie, list. But if it's just skill, Kyrie would be damn near number one. But more things are taken into consideration, like how you are as the number one option, how you are as a leader and availability. And that's kind of the main thing when you look at the top of this list is availability. Because as the best player on a team, one of the best players in the league, you need to look at this player and be like, okay, we need you to play in this game and show up. And obviously, when he is playing, he can show up uh, most of the time. But it's just that ability to be on the court and also the ability to represent himself well off the court. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah, agree. He, 
he just misses out. I love Kyrie, but I don't think he's not better than any of these other guys. <laughs> yeah, not enough, I guess. Um, I'll throw out an on- another honorable mention. I have a Disney. Um, so I think his kind of fall from grace has been crazy to see because people were comparing him to Tim Duncan when he won his first championship. And That's wild. They were. They were saying, is AD better than Tim Duncan? That, might, saying, be the, that might be the craziest fall off ever. Bro is compared to Tim, Dun- Tim Duncan and it's now compared to, I don't even know, the glass guy from Spongebob. He's also... <laughs> He's also, yeah. Um, even those claims at the time, I did not agree with, though. Yeah, those were wild at, at all. The time. <laughs> those are wild. Uh, but people are saying he was the like top three in the league. And, you know, AD, he's only, what, 29? Not even. He's only 29. Uh, he's, yeah, he's 29. And, you know, he should still be in his prime. But we have seen a fall for the last two seasons. Obviously, we know what AD can be. But from what we've seen these past two seasons, he's not top 15. Um, his reputation is still carries him a bit because, you know, we know what AD can be. But from what I've seen the past two seasons, he doesn't deserve to be on the list. So I agree. Uh, throw out another honorable mention you have. Dame Dalla. I have Dame as an honorable mention as well. Uh, talk to me about Dame. Just kind of logically, um, that he's here. Like, he was neck and neck with Kyrie when doing the rankings, so. Yeah, no. No no reason for him to not be here, especially since we know who Dame is. Like, if he has a good year next year, he could easily project himself back up near the top 10 range. Um. Yeah. And yeah, same thing, a lot of the same thing with Kyrie as well, just not a lot of availability this, this year specifically. Um. Yeah, sure. We'll get uh, to see Dave back in that element again soon. I hope so. Yeah, um, I hope that you know he just turned thirty-two. So I hope that with the injury mixed with him getting older, isn't something that we kind of see into effect this upcoming season. That just um, makes that contract yeah. extension sounds way worse. Yeah, he's thirty-two. God, yeah, he, he just turned thirty-two. So he's got this contract and then another couple of years. So he's going to be like 37 making all that money. So, I mean, for the, for the trailblazers sake, he better age well. Um, but no, we know what Dame was healthy. And if he had a season like he did in the 2020 to 2021 season, then he would probably be at the 10 to 13 range somewhere around there, maybe even eight to 13. Um, but yeah. he's just not on the list just because, it's kind of unfair to put him really high because of, um, you know, we haven't seen him in a little bit at that level. So I just kind yeah. of want him to prove himself back up there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, another honorable mention I have is DeMar DeFrozen. Um, obviously great regular season, and you could argue him being even higher. The main reason for me is just the playoffs – um, just every year, it seems to kind of be the same thing for the playoffs with DeMar DeRozan. And if you want to be a top 15 player in the league, I think playoff success is extremely important. So that's kind of why I didn't make my list. Makes sense. Um, do you have another honorable mention? Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, that's my last honorable mention. Um, and it's the same thing for DeRozan. To be a top 15 player, you need to show it in the playoffs, which Cat hasn't done. Um so yeah, 
we've already talked about these players in depth, so I don't really think that there's anything much to that. To be a top 15 player, I think you need playoff success. And these two guys haven't done it. So Cat almost had it, but it really wasn't due to him. No, yeah. No, exactly. I was going to say, even if they did win that series, I still would think the same of him because, you know, he did not play great. Uh, he had... would have played the Warriors. Fucking probably would have got swept. No, that would have been – would that have been the Warriors? It would have been the – they were on the yeah. side. Who did that the – That would have been the Warriors. It would have been the Warriors. Yeah, they would have played the Warriors. Um, they would have got swept. That would have been kind of cool to see. I don't know. Warriors and Timberwolves. There's something there. They may be taking – I think they'd take a game, maybe. How many – how much did the Grizzlies go to? Six, I think. Uh, five or six? I don't think it was a close six if it was six. No, I think it was just like at the tail end. Did they go 3-1 and then they won another one? And then I have no fuck. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Do you have any more honorable mentions? Pascal Siakam. Okay, interesting. Uh, talk to me about Pascal. I mean, I had him above DeMar in my ranking, so it just makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah. Same kind of same thing. Great two way player, great uh, playmaker, score, whole package deal with Pascal. Yeah, I think just the thing for Pascal is just his success as a number one option hasn't been there, and to be a top fifteen player, you need to have that. Um. So yeah, but he's still great player. Good honorable mention. Uh, pretty slept on. But yeah, just not not quite there. And now we start. We start the top 15. Who do you have at your 15th spot? Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I have James Harden at this spot. So, yeah. Uh, also, I had Donovan Mitchell above Harden in the um, shooting guard yeah. rankings. So then, obviously, that's why. Uh, talk to me about Spida. And I don't know. I don't know, like, what else to say that we haven't already said. Yeah. Just um, same kind of thing. Um, great, obviously fantastic score. Little undersized, especially be playing the two, which really six one, yeah. <laughs> um, especially yeah, especially be playing the two and to not. I don't think he's really ever fully unleashed his playmaking ability. Like I think he's more of Definitely a. Not. I'd say he's more of a. Like I think there's a difference between a good passer and a playmaker, like a major difference. Yeah. Um, and I think he's more of a really good passer. No, I could see that, yeah. Um, yeah, just not really controlling the offense for others and more himself and then kicking out and not really yeah. setting up many difficult, I guess, reads. Um, but yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I have him one spot higher, so it's like not really a big Makes deal. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, the thing about Donovan Mitchell is him as a playoff performer is something that we've seen from his rookie season is something that's always been there. And he's been a winning player in the playoffs and in the regular season, you know, as a guy that took down prime Paul George and Russell Westbrook when he was really good. Um, not like he is now because, you know, he's shit now. Um, who else do you take down? He Did he take down the Trailblazers or did they lose to the – They won I even... series, I think. I think. Fuck, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's had some good playoff success. Um, you know, yeah, they beat Paul George when he was third in MVP and third in Depoy, which is um, crazy. I think that that season really gets overlooked. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just a score. Um, I'm really excited to see how he does kind of more opportunity, even though Gobert wasn't taking the ball out of his hands. Um, I think there was that debate for a long time of whose team it is. And even though for a while, I think it's been Donovan Mitchell, some people might disagree. Um, now it's just really the Donovan Mitchell show. And I want to see how he kind of improves from here. He's still very young. Uh, well, not very young. He's 25. So he's he's in his prime, I'd say, right now. He's been in his prime for <laughs> fucking a while. <laughs> so. He's been in his prime since his fucking rookie year. No, no, no. He's not Ben Simmons. He's made slight <laughs> improvements, but he hasn't made... I, no, ben Simmons made... has made slight improvements. Just not offensively. People won't. Yeah, people won't let you know that. Uh, so, yeah, I have Harden at 15. I think that I'm just very turned off by Harden right now, what he's been doing um, for the past, I guess, little bit this season. And just the most recent we've seen James Harden hasn't been great. And with him seeming to lose a step on the offensive end, him being almost 33 years old in a couple of days, um, it's just kind of scary for me. And he is a guy that, you know, can have very efficient shooting nights, which, you know, you can't say for some of these players, but I think for Harden, it's definitely a big part of his game that has to be taken into consideration. That's fair. And just him as a teammate, him um, just as like all these guys above him are a main guy. And we haven't really seen Harden as that for a while, I guess. So for a couple of years, I guess. Uh, who do you have at 14? Yeah, th- this is where I got Harden. Kind of the okay, same so thing. we just have them swapped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about more in depth on the shooting guard podcast for why I have Donovan Mitchell above Harden, and they are really close. They're right there, so it doesn't fucking matter that much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I spied at fourteen. You have them at fifteen, and then vice versa for Harden. So I guess we'll just move on to number fifteen. No, thirteen. <laughs> we're just going. I back. am. Yeah, we're just going to go about back. Donovan Mitchell more. We're just going to keep going back and forth between fourteen and fifteen. <laughs> This is the top 15. We only talk about 15. Um, who do you have at number 13? This is where I have Jason Tatum. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, you know, at 13, I think it's fitting. I have PG-13 um, at this spot. So, I guess talk to me why you think Tatum is this low. Because when looking at other people's rankings, Tatum definitely doesn't rank this low for other people. So, just talk to me about that. Just the underwhelming playoff performances we got from him, really. Um, and yeah. I think – I personally think he kind of has the same situation with Donovan Mitchell, where he's just more of a really good passer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just his scoring abilities get stale for me. And, no, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I think um... – I think one thing to definitely, I mean, credit him, though, is that in the past, he's been a really good playoff performer. Uh, when you look at them, when they played last season, he was really good in that playoffs. Uh, who did they play? Was it the Nets? And they had they didn't have Jalen Brown? I, yeah, that's what it was. Um, so, yeah, he was killing it in that series against the Nets, uh, even though they lost. But he did get his revenge. Um, and yeah, just what he did against LeBron in his rookie year, he's been a guy that has been 
a usual playoff performer, and I'm not going to let this one playoff stinker kind of throw me off completely. Uh, he still does have those holes that were shown in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I just think that with Tatum, he's higher for me. Um, yeah, that's about it. I like his defense, and I think that as a score, although it's inconsistent, I think that when he is on his, the top of his game, that he is one of the more impressive players in the league. So, yeah, I have PG at number 13. And I guess I guess this kind of shows how much higher uh, you are on Paul George because on the small forward rankings, you had them switched. Uh, but I really like Paul George. I just think that um, we just haven't seen enough success for him as a number one option with the Clippers, even though, um, you know, they didn't make the playoffs this year, which he was injured for a lot of him, so that's not really his fault. Uh, but defensively, he still has it. It's just as a scorer, um, you know, there's just better offensive players in the league. And it is an offensive league. So, yeah. Uh, anything to say with Paul George, or do you want to save it until we get to him later? We can save him. Okay. Um, so you have Tatum at 13. Who do you have at number 12? John Morant. Okay, I have John Morant here, too. Uh, so this was a, this is a massive fucking jump, uh, from where he was last year. He wasn't even in this conversation. Now he's the 12th best player in the league. So kind of walk me through that. I mean, it just speaks to how much he improved this year. Um, most improved. Yeah. He won the most improved for a reason. And he was already like, like, I think you could argue like last year he was, he could have made that honorable mentions range, but, um, Mm. yeah. I don't think so. Because for me, he wasn't even in my top 10 point guards. He was an honorable mention. For you, I think he was like nine. I don't remember. Well, that just shows you're a John Moran hater. I am fucking not. I just, it was just the one playoff run that really, um, the playoffs he had before this season that kind of jumped him up a lot. And yeah. I guess that was just, I, I kind of knew that was going to be a showing for what's to come. Uh, because he did kill it in that playoff series against the Jazz. And, you know, he's a guy, another guy that you can count on him in the playoffs, and you could just rely on him in general, the way he's been able to lead that Memphis Grizzlies team this season um, and really establish that winning culture for them has been phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, a guy that's averaging 27-7, and seven, just improving on every facet of the game and hopefully still going to be – uh, taking those jumps in his game. Uh, but he's just extremely young and just trying to slow down on him a bit before we put him in the top 10 conversations. Uh, but if he keeps it up, then he can definitely establish himself as long as other people fall out. Yeah. Uh, he's only 22. He's going to be turning 23. And he's a top 15 player in the league. So that on its own is very impressive. Um, who do you have at number 11? Oh, I'm just counting my list, making sure I haven't. Um, Trey Young. Man's, man's really miscounted. Um, okay, I have Trey Young at 11, too. I think I see where, where your lists are. Yeah, we're basically just, yeah. It's, it's very similar. It's just that the Harden and Spida thing. And I think that where you have PG is going to be close to where I have... Um, Tatum so it's kind of just flipped there 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have a question about this actually, because I'm very curious. So with Trey Young, you have Trey Young ahead of Tatum right now. Uh, yes. And you're talking about uh, Tatum's underwhelming playoff performance, but seeming to overlook Trey's even more underwhelming playoff performance. And I just kind of want to know why that is. Jason Tatum has a significantly better team. Okay. To make that's, it... That's fair. I, like, it's just easier when you have more people to rely on. And Trey Young had to rely on himself. Um, and just his ability to create for everyone around him and be so elite offensively is enough for me. And I know the playoffs were underwhelming, but all the Heat had to do was guard Trey Young. And that's what they did. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, no. No, that's a fair point. Um, I have Trey Young. I don't have that much of a gap between them. I think that other people would have a bigger gap between them because people are so high on Tatum and so low on Trey Young for some fucking reason. I um, think this section of the yeah. list is like the closest. No, yeah, I can agree with it. Really? I think like two to seven is a coin flip. Well, that that too, but like... This is yeah. a really close section. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also Tatum is a pretty solid defender, a pretty good defender. Trey Young is Tatum obviously is not that. Tatum. Um, but yeah. Jay, Trey Young is an elite defender. Trey Young is going to win Depoy. Um, mark my words. Do you remember when Kobe did um, the Kobe challenges on Twitter? When he was like, I yeah. challenge you to do this. If he was still alive, he would probably tell Trey Young, I challenge you to win Depoy. I challenge you to get taller. I challenge <laughs> Just wearing a... He just... No, his first signature shoe would just be, like, basically a high heel. A high heel basketball <laughs> shoe. It has some... Like, Trey, did you grow three inches? Yep. Yeah, there'll be all reports. Trey Young grew this offseason. <laughs> It'll just be him wearing the Trey ones. And they'll just be like high high heel basketball shoes, basically. They're like, Trey, um, what the fuck is wrong with your shoes? I think people underrate how good of an offensive player Trey Young is. Um, for him to be probably a top five playmaker in the league and maybe a top five score, I don't know exactly. Um, but I think he's a top five, just pure offensive players in the league. I agree. That's also why I have him over Tatum. I'm taking Trey Young's. Offense over. Offense over the two-way ability of Tatum. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I just think for Tatum, we've just seen more, I guess. Uh, I think it is closer than a lot of people think. Yeah. But, yeah. So, we both have Trey at 11 here. Uh, Who do you have at your number 10 spot? We're in the top 10 now. So, this is interesting. Okay. Paul George. Okay, this is where I have Devin Booker. Okay, so sure. I'm guessing you have him one spot higher. Um, or maybe not. Okay, you have him one spot higher. Uh, so talk to me about Paul George, why you're so high on him. Because I think you're higher on him than a lot of other people. Because, I, yeah, I don't know why people aren't high on Paul George. He is one of, easily one of the most skilled players in the league. Uh, fantastic playmaker fantastic defender and just an amazing scorer as well and I think once we get a healthy Clippers team 
they are going to be in the running for a top three seed. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, as long as Kawhi doesn't load manage as much as if, because you know that team. If we ever get a healthy Clippers team, you know, I don't even care about them being a top three seed. I just think that this team should be focused on obviously still being a top three seed, but I think their focus is more on getting the playoffs reps because yeah, and getting reps together. I as think. long as they get enough chemistry, then I think that because that was a big problem the first season with this team, it was. You know, they were the heavy favorites, I'd say, in their first year together. Because on paper, they looked like they should be the heavy favorites. Um, and know. then, I that, yeah. I don't think that team was, like, that crazy, though. Were they? Like, looking back on it now. Like, I looking think back team, on it now. Like, I think I'm taking their team now as long as they're healthy over that team. Okay, you have to think about like this, though. This is coming off Kawhi's championship. This is coming off right after Paul MVP George's. Teams. That's true. Yeah. Coming right off of that, this is coming off of. Um, but then, like, what else was there? I mean, who else was on that team? I'm looking. I know I think... that's that's my problem. I can't think of anyone else on the team other than the main two. I mean, Patrick Beverly had a lot of hype. Montrezl Harrell, he was a six man. Uh, did he win six man? I think that was the six man year, or was it the year? I don't know. I think this was his six man year. So I don't know. Exactly. Oh, he just had that really good playoffs against the Warriors um, when they were that underdog Clippers team. I think oh, yeah, that's yeah. another reason, too, because they were a very competitive team, and then they added Paul George and Kawhi, and it's like oh, yeah. them true. having those great seasons. Uh, they added Reggie Jackson later, who was a starter with Detroit and getting lots of stats. They got him during the trade deadline, I'm pretty sure. And then that's when it was like, whoa. Uh, this was after Lou Will's um, Lou Will Six Man of the Year award when he was still a rotational player and an elite six man. Uh, so yeah, they definitely and then they got um, Marcus Morris, who was coming off of 18 points per game with the Knicks. So at the time, no, the pieces were definitely there. It's just that that was kind of the peak of the players was before they got here. Yeah, and obviously just not getting enough reps together. Uh, but no, yeah, Paul George is probably one of the most underappreciated players in the league. Um, I think that defensively what he does is incredible. Him as a ball handler and a playmaker like you were praising. And just him as a scorer uh, is definitely uh, something that you can praise. I think just my reason for not having him as high is that there's other players that, as your main guy, I trust more and that your team has a higher ceiling with them as your number one guy at this point in their careers. Um, but I'm really hoping Paul George can really step into that number two role next year and just be um, one of the best, if not the best, number two guy in the league. Which I think he will. I think as he can. As, as long as Kawhi is actually healthy. As long as we're not seeing PG-13%, which I think is something, um, those kind of playoff disappointments we've seen from him is something that kind of puts him lower because he does have those games um, where he does struggle. But I think that those games are way more magnified than those games that we see from other players in the league, which, like, yeah, I, I don't understand it. Like, if two players have the exact same game, but one of them's name is Jason Tatum and one of them's name is Paul George, you should look at them the same and disregard those factors, you know? Because Paul George could have the same game as Tatum but get way more hate for it. And I think that that's kind of a problem. Uh, for... People just love to hate. 
people love to hate instead of loving the game. Um, so yeah, who do you have at number nine? That's where I got book. Okay, this is where I have Tatum. So um, basically, you have you basically have hmm, we basically have Tatum and PG swapped. Yeah. So that's about it. Uh, but no, I have Devin Booker at number ten. And oh, well, I didn't even talk about Booker when we were talking about number ten. Um, I guess we'll get to that when we. Get oh, we to can it. talk to we can talk to it. Yeah. Uh, so at number nine, you had um, who do you have again? <laughs> that's where I have book. Oh, this is okay. No, we can talk about him now. Then my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay, so I have Booker at ten. You have him at nine. Um, not much of a difference. Talk to me about my man Devin Armani Booker. Is that his middle name? No, I just made up a random name. Of course, it's his middle name. Why? <laughs> I'm Could just be some nickname. Devin um, Riley Booker. <laughs> Devin Devin. Um, <laughs> Devin Eleven. <yeah. laughs> Booker was just that guy, and I think this playoff series, even though it uh, didn't fully show it, um, he is. And I don't think a lot of their the Suns' downfall is on him. No, definitely fact, not. Like none of it, I really goes towards him. I think there does have to be some kind of credibility, um, yeah. but but if you're ranking whose fault it is, he's definitely on the lower um, placement of that. Yeah, um, and he's been an underrated guy his whole career. Even last year when they were made the finals, um, you know they're getting the fraud claims this year and last year. Um, and yeah, he's just been an underrated guy his whole career. Um, I think. Devin Booker is on that range of a good playmaker. Um, and then his scoring ability is crazy. Some of the some of the shots he's able to make are wild. I was going to say, if you're talking about how good Paul George is as a silky scorer, then Devin Booker definitely has to be mentioned as well. Because when you watch him score the basketball, it just seems so effortless. And it's just so smooth on the basketball court. Something that... I think separates him and Tatum in a sense is that Tatum makes the yeah. game look, you know, he makes it so hard on himself, but Devin Booker makes it look so easy the way that he can score in basically any situation. Yeah. And I think I'm convincing myself that Booker's is better than Tatum right now. Um, As you should be. But also the fact that in the half court offense, Devin Booker is uh, when the game slows down, he's able to, score more effectively than Jason Tatum who can get stopped in the half court. Um, but no, I really I like, I think, yeah, I think now you go. Oh, I said that so long ago, but um, I think, uh, I think when comparing Tatum and Booker, the main, one of the main things is really how difficult Jason Tatum makes the game on himself compared to um, how simple it looks for Booker and I think if Jason Tatum can honestly if he can fix that and and part of that I do think is also coaching as well like I think you have yeah, to make I it agree. easier for your players to get simpler sets offensively but obviously it is due a lot due to the player as well but I think if he can really if Tatum can really make the game easier on himself and get better shots um, I think that gap instantly closes between him and Booker. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. I also like um, Devin Booker's consistency more. 
because with Tatum, sometimes you don't know what you're getting out of him. But Booker, I think, is very consistent, very reliable, and, you know, very clutch, um, as we've seen multiple times in his career. And just being able to hand him the ball and be like, okay, Devin Booker, go get us a basket, and him being able to do that. Um, I think that his playmaking could even be better. I think just the willingness to pass, obviously when you have Chris Paul on your team, it's harder because that's just not what he has to do. That's what Chris Paul is there for. That's why they got him. Devin Booker just has to focus on scoring primarily, but he can do those things when asked. He can be a good defender when asked. He can be a good playmaker when asked. And I think that that versatility uh, that we've been seeing from Devin Booker has been kind of something that's given him this placement. I think it's because, I think it's severely yeah. over I think it's severely overlooked because like when comparing like I, I agree forever the comparison was Spider or Booker and I always had Booker and at this point I same think Devin Booker um beats him in like every category. Well, yeah, that's why we have Booker at ten and nine, and we have Spite at fifteen and fourteen. Yeah, because it's a pretty think, sizable. Yeah, yeah, I think Booker is an, a better defender, and I don't even think it's that close. Um, I think I think Booker is borderline. Um, uh, I think Booker and PG are on that level of borderline elite playmaker. Um, I just think you don't get to see it, like you said, because. Chris Paul is there. Like when he went out, we saw Devin Booker every game. It seemed like he had down near 10 assists when CP3 went out during the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think that's what players or I guess NBA fans need to recognize is the difference between a really good playmaker and a player that's asked to do that. Because that's the same thing that I hate when people talk about Michael Jordan. Like I think the big knock on him against LeBron is that, oh, MJ isn't a good playmaker. But he is, and when he's put in that situation, he can set other people up at an elite level. But he was just never asked to do that. He well, didn't it's have like to do that, it's so. like who is Michael Jordan playmaking for? Like if he wasn't scoring the ball, like yeah, exactly. His options to kick out were John Paxson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but when he was at the point guard position and in that playmaking role, he averaged ten assists per game. So, you know, you can definitely do that. But when you have Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman uh, handling the playmaking and the defense most of the time, yeah, the the rebounding, then you just have to go out there and score. And that's what Michael Jordan did at the best and the highest level. Bro, Dennis Rodman has some of, like, the weirdest stat lines. Bro will have 0.0 assists, 40 minutes, and 30 rebounds. (laughs) Yeah, fucks. Literally just a pure glass cleaner out there. Um, not an ass cleaner. <laughs> he, he. I mean, I hope he does that. I was going to say, apparently he has a dirty ass from the reports. <laughs> uh, it, it was a whoosh bomb actually today. <laughs> Sources say that Dennis Rodman has a dirty ass. Dennis, Dennis Rodman stinks. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Devin Booker, I think another player that's, Kind of unappreciated, under unappreciated, uh, underappreciated in lots of sense, um, because I don't really get why people are so mad that he's the cover athlete. Because number one, who the fuck cares? Number two, we both have him as a top ten player in the league. So like, isn't that what you want from a cover athlete? People, because people don't like Devin Booker, and I think part of Devin Booker and people's like dislike for him. I think it's kind of self inflicted. Like, 
it'll complaining. Always, yeah, it'll, his complaining will always piss me off. Um, and I think that's why people were so, like, happy to see the Suns downfall and happy to see Devin Booker not make it. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think they've kind of turned themselves into the, the enemies, and I don't really know how they did that. I think one thing that might play into that is having Chris Paul I was going to say, your Chris, team. Paul, Chris, Chris Paul will do that for you. Because as, as much as he's loved, he's also just as much hated. Yeah. Um, and when they were playing the Pelicans, bro was pissing me off, man. I was like, this is my favorite point guard, and bro is driving me crazy. Devin Booker was also – was he not All-NBA first team? He should have been if he wasn't. I'm pretty he sure literally he was. What? No, he was. He was there – yeah. Ma- bro, they're getting mad that a player who made All-NBA first team is, is on the cover. Was Jaw All-NBA first team? It was – no, it was Booker, Luka, Jokic, Tatum, Giannis. Uh, the second team had John Curry. So, yeah. Well, I saw I saw this uh, this Jokic cover. It actually went insanely hard. I'm going to try and see if I could see it online. NBA 2K23 Jokic cover. Uh, even though he's the two-time MVP, he doesn't get any love. Oh, my God. What was that? Um, <laughs> he doesn't get any love, even though, you know, two-time MVP. And I guess we'll talk about that more when we get to him. Oh, is it the one with him, like, streetball? Oh, no. These are 2K22 covers. I don't know. Um, I have Tatum at nine. Uh, we already talked about him a bit kind of talking myself that he should be lower but i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it here um i'm definitely even though he is at the number nine position i don't think it's as it's not as high of a nine you know i think that some people say that he's a nine bordering top five but some people Uh, yeah yeah i don't know i agree Um, i think i think there's like i think between eight and like seven, um, there's a gap, and then eight, and then there's a gap. Yeah, like, and I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess we should talk about that now. So who do you have at number eight? Jimmy J. Buckets. I think this is definitely what you were saying. This is where he's established. I think he's better than – I think he's a tier above the players that we just talked about, but I think he's a tier below number seven, number six, number five. Yeah. I think he's kind of just on his own tier, kind of. And that's um, just because the top seven is, like, MVP caliber players. The top seven is players that are MVP caliber. Yeah, that's facts. After this, you get players that can win MVP, and you won't be surprised at all. Literally um, all seven of them. If they won MVP next year, you'd be like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I have a question. What do you define as a superstar? When does your superstar count kind of start and end? Is it at Jimmy? Yes. So Jimmy's the best non-superstar then? Yes. I think, I don't know, because I think a superstar is the person that you want as your main guy. And I don't necessarily want Jimmy Butler as my main guy on a championship level team, but I wouldn't be mad if he was i guess especially if you get the help around him then yeah yeah no yeah he's kind of just the crossroads here um but we've praised jimmy butler um previously him as a defender him being able to do anything that you need 
scoring wise, playmaking wise, defensive wise, him as a leader, him as a clutch player. Um, yeah, and not to forget, he was one game away from being in the finals, and he was also toe to toe with that Lakers team. Well, not toe to toe because there was some injuries that the team faced. Um, but yeah, he was in the finals against LeBron and took LeBron in AD better than Tim Duncan AD uh, to six games. Yeah. So, yeah. I love Jimmy. I think that he's kind of a guy that is disrespected just because he's not as flashy as the players that we have below him. And there's more Tatum fans and Booker fans and Trey Young fans than there are Jimmy Butler fans. Um, just because of the way the NBA is. But uh, Jimmy Butler is definitely an elite player and is borderline a superstar. Yeah, I guess. I agree. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. um, I guess we'll move on to... I think that this is where, from seven to two, it's really a mix-up, and this is the hardest part of the list. Um, So, yeah, who do you have at number seven? Joel Embiid. Okay, interesting. Uh, fuck, now I'm rethinking my list. Okay. <laughs> I have... Like, this is stuff that could change at any second, but I have Luca here. Um, he definitely could be higher. I think that the one thing with being a top five player is just establishing yourself, and even though he's average 30 in like, every playoffs he's been in, um, I still need to see that regular season success. And I think That's that... Fair. When he makes that jump, it'll be a huge jump. Like, he'll go from seven to two next season, I think. Uh, Or seven to three. He can definitely make that big of a jump. But for now, I kind of want to put the players who have been doing it longer ahead of him. But, like, if I were to rearrange my list right now, he could probably be, like, four or five. Um, But I'm leaving him at seven for now. Um, who do you, so you have Embiid at this spot. Uh, talk to me about Embiid, why he's here on this list. Yeah, it's, this just, list, but, it's just yeah. hard for me to to put um, Joel Embiid over everyone else. Just because although um, he has been like top two, top three in MVP the past two seasons... He hasn't won it, and playoff success hasn't really been there either, ever. I don't think he's – has he ever gotten past the second round? Um, No, I don't think so. And it's just – like, just with due to his lack of That's success true. overall, it's just hard for me to really want to put him over everyone else. Like, it's so stacked. And, like, yeah. Embiid being at seven sounds wrong, but when you look at everyone else, it's just how stacked the league is. So – you know what? I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to do an on-the-fly thing. I'm going to put uh, Embiid here at this spot as well. Just because I think that what you said about, you know, I knew that his playoff success wasn't, you know, all of that, but I guess he has never made it past the second round, which I didn't really think about. Uh, obviously, he was close with Jimmy Butler that one year. How did you just send me a snap? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Can can you open it? Uh, I don't want to mess up the recording, so... That's fair. I got kicked out one time when I opened it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's... Uh, so, yeah. I guess you'll just get to wait. I, I guess I'll get a surprise later. A, a, a present. Um, <laughs> I, I'll keep. I'll keep. 
keep my list how it is because who the fuck cares? Um, um, but yeah, yeah I, definitely could be. And I got I got Luca one above at six. So okay, so you I will make that fucking change. Um, <laughs> because if you had Luca like way higher, then it'd be like yeah, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I'll put I'll put Luca above. Uh, talk to me coming, about Luca. Yeah, coming off the playoffs, I really wanted to put Luca top three. Um. But I think no, we just same. need like I think we just need like one more year, um, of consist of the consistency because I don't know what from the Mavs this year because in my opinion like I don't either. <laughs> I know they got a lot of people are really high on Jaden Hardy who can eventually replace uh, Jalen Brunson, but I feel like that loss is bigger than people are making it out to seem. And Christian Wood, I'm sure, will be solid for them, but. I really would have liked them to keep their team pretty much just adding Christian Wood. But, um, yeah, I think Luca's still going to go crazy. I think the pick-and-rule roll duo of pick those two rule. is going to be re- pick-and-rule. The pick-and-rule duo of the two. They're going to rule the pick-and-rule. <laughs> I think uh, that duo no. will be really nice. Um, and I just expect Luca to have another crazy year. And I hope I hope we actually get to see MVP Luca this year. And I think that this team is built for him to do that, which is one reason why I think that he is going to show out. I agree. Um, I think this team, yeah, I agree. I think they're more built for Luca, just with the spacing now um, that Christian Wood can bring, as well as, like we said, the pick and roll partner. Um, just more of a Luca fit, whereas Jalen Brunson is more of another ball handler, which is not a bad thing, but no. they also have, still have Spencer Dinwiddie, who I hope continues to have a decent season for them next year i hope so too yeah um but yeah with luca i just need to see a consistent regular season from him with him doing the things that we're seeing in the playoffs because he can definitely do that for a whole year i think he could sustain that um and i think that that does that if he does that i think he's easily top three i think he's easily top three as well i'd probably have him two or three if he if he does that for sure um but I think he definitely has that another level to reach, which is fucking insane to talk about. Um, but that's what makes him kind of a wild card in this list because he still has some more room to grow. Uh, but definitely, you know, what he can do on the basketball court is phenomenal. And I think that the key for him is going to be to be in shape for the start of the year. I think that that's been kind of the setback. Why we haven't seen MVP Luca because he kind of plays himself into game shape. Um, but I think that this summer he's looking more fit and I think that'll continue. And I yeah. think that he'll just be more hungry for, um, an MVP. Yeah. Cause I, well, and I also think Luca's biggest knock is defensively. Yeah, for um, sure. The Warriors were definitely attacking him in that series. hundred um, percent. Yeah. And I think he has the ability to, um, be that defender that they need him to be. So obviously not like an elite defender, but. Just good enough to the point where, um, just average, because I think he's below average at this point. But I think he can yeah. easily be average to above average defensively. I think just for him to be a new to see for next season, he yeah. doesn't need to be depoy like Trey Young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Luca's next challenge is going to be to win depoy. It'll be the the depoy race will be Luca and Trey Young this upcoming season. <laughs> Um, who do you have at number five? We're in the top five now. LeBron. Okay. 
I have Durant here. That's fair. So, um, so you have LeBron at number five. Talk to me about Grandpa LeBron. It's just hard because, like, LeBron averaged 30 this year, and he looked like a fantastic scorer this year. Like, he looked damn near unstoppable. Yeah. Um, and it, it looked like he was actually trying to score. Cause, well, because he had to. Well, because, but, like, <laughs> yeah. I just want, like, is I don't think that's the LeBron we're going to see next year if the Lakers are competitive. I don't think so either. Which I don't know if the Lakers are going to even be competitive again this year. Like, I hope I. I don't want to say I hope so because I don't like the Lakers, but I do want to say I this hope so. This is very ironic how this is. Because LeBron deserves around. it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I LeBron is just really, like, polarizing for me right now because I don't yeah, – like, I don't expect LeBron to average 30 again next year. I expect him to average 40. <laughs> and, like, no. <laughs> I know LeBron has um, – denied father time every year but uh, yeah at some point it has to hit even a little bit um i don't i'm not saying that's going to be next year but i don't know yeah um so i have i have lebron a little bit higher we'll talk to him or we'll talk about him more when we we'll get talk there. to him we'll talk to him no, yeah. lebron our what's guest. good bud <laughs> we just put him on the pod. How do you feel about being number five? <laughs> I think that is incredibly unjustified. <laughs> on the best of all time. <laughs> just starts flaming us. Uh, but yeah, he yeah, is almost po- 38 That's why this podcast old, so. gets no views. <laughs> <laughs> just starts roasting. Well, we got you on here, LeBron, so we're going to get a million views now. Thanks, you bitch. Guest speaker, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron like was wait. clickbait. LeBron's come off the bench in his career. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like one game, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a game back from it. I think he came back from an injury, maybe. Bro, even if even if you're gonna play, he still played the game. Just start him for one minute. That's insane. (laughs) That's why he's not the goat. Couldn't even start every single game. Someone (laughs) started over LeBron. Some bum. It was well, yeah. It was the fucking early Cavs teams. Of course, it was some bums because that's even (laughs) what they had in the starting lineup next to him. Um, but yeah, when you are going to be entering your 20th year in the NBA, it is hard to rank you higher and you think it would be the opposite, but, um, I just think that there just needs to be a point where he kind of falls off and he has been trying to deny it by averaging 30. Um, even though his team is dog shit around him, you know, he's still the past two years have been disappointing. And some of that does need to be put on him, even though the majority of it is obviously the fucking management, um, <laughs> as well as AD and Westbrook get more of it. And, like, I think it's overlooked the fact that they were in an 11 seed. Um, like, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't even be close to being in playoff contention at that point. So, yeah. like... Um, exactly. Like, that's a bottom team, if you're looking at this a couple of years ago. So, like, it's just hard to justify the lack of success the Lakers have had uh, to put LeBron higher. And obviously, like you said, that's not on him, though. Yeah. Most of it's not on him. The fact that KD and LeBron have had to play, like, 38, 37 minutes a game this season is insane. Um, Because they should not not be asked to do that at the age and part of their career they're in. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah. Uh, So, I have KD here. 
And I, I guess even though the playoffs, I don't take consideration as much as other people. I know he did have a bad playoffs, I'd say, for his standards. Um, but at the end of the day, their whole game plan was him and his team was dog shit. Um, but also what comes with that is just bettering his teammates. And I think that's another thing for LeBron too. And I think, I guess we're going to talk about that when we get higher into this list. But I think that my point will come together more when you see who I have above him. Well, I guess you'll already fucking know, but um, (laughs) yeah. Who do you have at number four? Steph Curry. Okay. I have LeBron here. So now I'm, I'm interested. Okay. Interesting. I guess. Okay. I have LeBron at this spot at number four. Um, yeah, with LeBron being here, I just have him one spot higher. And I guess lots of that is just, I guess, name value. Uh, we know who LeBron James is. We know what he can do on the basketball court. Um, but yeah, average 30 at the age of 37, which is incredible. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else. Uh, talk now about Curry at four. Yeah, um, I guess it kind of seems a little low, but, um, the Warriors, uh, are, in my opinion, I'm always kind of going to have this, I don't know if it's like a personal block, but my perception of Curry and the Warriors will always be um, worse than it should be, I guess. And that maybe that's just me, but um, I think the Warriors Interesting. team in general is essentially perfect, which is why the Warriors succeed so much. Um, it's such a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and when one of the parts goes missing, the you can see the struggle that they have. Um, yeah, and it kind of just always like, like this year Steph finally got his Finals MVP, which was extremely well deserved. But um, should have gone twenty fifteen. Personally, I'll still yeah. keep reiterating that point, even though it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. um but yeah, like I think that part of the reason that the Warriors did so good this year is because their team was their team was overall so good, and they um, their system works very well when everyone is together. So I guess I'm not surprised that the Warriors won the finals. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. And like I said, I don't know if that's a knock on Steph, but for me myself personally, but yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so at number three, and this is kind of, okay, I have Jokic at number three. So who do you have at three? Kevin Durant. Okay, so this is my thing with Jokic. So I have Jokic, and we, I guess we both do. We have Jokic above KD and LeBron. So I think a big reason with that is I think that situation-wise, um, I think that KD and Kyrie have had more help these past two years, I think. Um, And when you look at Jokic has been winning MVPs and making the playoffs with having Will Barton as his second best player. Yeah, I agree. That's my thinking as well. Jokic has high key had more success and had significantly worse help. Exactly. No, that's exactly for the past two years. Like if it was just this first year of him doing it, then it would be like, okay. But for him to do it last year as well, obviously he had more help last year. Um, 
But just, yeah, for him to lead that team to the playoffs while LeBron and KD are building super teams and for him to have as much, to have even better team success and even more, um, even more personal success or the same uh, has been really good to see. So Jokic is efficiency, his offense. We've praised Jokic a lot in the past, and he is very overlooked for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's white. I was going to say because he's white. Well, I mean, I guess the other guys are more established, like Curry, LeBron, and KD. Obviously, I think they're just more loved established. more loved. I think they're just more loved overall. Well, not KD. Well, <laughs> and here and here's another thing. I think that another part of this is when you look at because I have Jokic over LeBron and KD. When I look at comparing Jokic and KD, the knack that we had on KD in the power forward ranking that we talked about was he doesn't make his teammates better. So that's something. Uh, that we talked about. And then when you look at LeBron, like the thing is we've praised LeBron so much in his career that he can carry bum teams far. But as we've seen further throughout his career, his ability to do that has declined. That's true. Which I think is something that I took into consideration a lot when talking about um, ranking these players, because, you know, LeBron, if he did the same thing he did with, the Cavs, when they had J.R. Smith, George Hill, when Kevin Love was trash, you know, when they had that bum team, why is he not able to lead his team when he has a former MVP, when he ha- has one of the most skilled bigs in the league? Um, and yeah, just... <laughs> and that's it. And I mean, I guess that is it. <laughs> and again, lots of it is management. But even like the role players, he doesn't even make look good anymore. Like he used to, he was in for the Cavs when they had Kyrie and Kevin Love, and even uh, when Kyrie left, he was the bag giver because he gave um, Timothy Mozgov a big bag, he gave Tristan Thompson a big bag, and just being able to get these players way bigger contracts than they deserve just because of his impact on their games. And I feel like we're not really seeing that with him anymore. You know? Um, Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, I think LeBron has been dethroned. Um, And, yeah, Jokic is very overlooked. I have Jokic over him. Um, So you have KD at three. So you have KD over Curry, which I personally disagree with. Yeah, Um, looking at it now, I'm kind of questioning it myself. But... um... I just really don't want to discredit what happened the year before. Um, That's why it feels weird putting him at five, but... Um, yeah, he obviously was one shot away. The whole narrative might be changed um, if his foot wasn't obviously wearing um, Sideshow side Bob. He wasn't Sideshow Bob. <laughs> he wasn't Sideshow Bob. Um <laughs> And yeah, that's obviously something that is going to be. I mean, I guess it's not really talked about, but it should be because. Yeah, I, don't, I was gonna say, why is it not talked about? I don't know because people care because more. People about hate it. Kevin Durant. That's why. That's one thing, but also people when they talk about hypotheticals, they only really talk about injuries and not actually what happened. People don't talk about how the Houston Rockets were 
27 missed threes away from beating that Warriors team. Um, they only talk about when Kevin Durant went down with an injury and the Warriors lost. You know, they only talk about the injuries and not the actual in-game stuff, which I don't really think makes that much sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that, yeah, I don't know. I have Curry above KD <laughs> because of what we see in this season and how, again, how Curry does make the guys around him better. And just, I think that individual success, I think was better with Steph Curry this year. That's fair. Um, so at number two, you have Jokic, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So I just want to recap. So we have the same seven and six. We have Embiid and Luca because I switched it. Uh, cause I'm a pussy. And <laughs> so at Five, you have LeBron. I have LeBron at four. You have KD at three. I have him at five. You have Jokic at two. I have him at three. And then Curry, you have at four, and I have at two. Correct. Um, and again, I almost put Luka above Curry. So, like, having Curry at two for me, because that's where I have Curry, um, isn't that much different than six. So, it really yeah. is a small gap. Um, but when I was just taking a step back and looking at all these players – um, I definitely, I think Curry and Jokic is very close. My thing with Jokic is I just need to see him with an actual competent team and so see what he could do in the playoffs. With, yeah. yeah. Because when he was in the playoffs, obviously he was great in that playoff run when they made the conference finals. A lot of that also was Jamal Murray. So I need to see how he does. Because we haven't seen MVP Jokic. That was bef- That was the... That was right before he became the Jokic that was we're like, familiar with. I was going to say that was when Embiid and Jokic were close, but they're still close. They're still, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they've been close for basically as long as I can remember. Um, but no, I just need to see how Jokic, this form of Jokic we're seeing, can do with a good team around him in the playoffs. No, um, that's fair. Because it can be very scary. And I definitely think that he could be the best player on a championship team. And I don't think a lot of other people think so for some reason. Um, and I think that's why people put him lower because they don't, they don't see him as a player who can win a championship as the best player. But I definitely think, I think he fucking can. I think it's crazy to not think that. It is crazy to not think that. So every other NBA fan is crazy. <laughs> um, and number one, we know who it is. Uh, it's Kyle Singleton. Silento. <laughs> Silento. <laughs> the best player in the league. Uh, it's the Greek freak. It's the freak, the freak on the court. And in the sheets. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. Giannis, I think he's comfortably at this spot. And I, yeah. I think there's not a debate people, you could give me. Like, people would like to argue, you know, they didn't make it past the second round this year. Um, and I don't think any of that is on him. And I think he's proven to us enough over the past uh, multiple seasons that that shouldn't matter. And I think he's head and toes of the best player in the league right now. Um, yeah, he's done everything that you've asked him to do. When he was struggling in the playoffs, and that was – see. He was struggling in the playoffs, and that was the only thing he needed because he had the regular season MVPs. And they were like, well, we need to see it in the playoffs. And then he did it in the playoffs. So he has everything you have asked him to do. 
he has been able to do. And uh, I, yeah. I don't think there's a debate that you could give me for having anyone else at this spot. I and, think yeah, it was a non-debatable thing. And I think he's kind of close to that LeBron stature where um, unless we see that massive jump from Luka or maybe a three-peat from Jokic, I think he's at that LeBron stature where he is going to continue to be the best player in the league. I think that people would have to win championships for that. I don't think it would just yeah. have to be Jokic and Luka doing it. Um, I don't think it would just be Luka doing it in the regular season. I think it would have to be like actually going toe-to-toe with Giannis, with Giannis. in the finals, which yeah. they can do because they're both in the West. Um, that'd be crazy to see. Yeah. In the future, I think we'll definitely um, – I think we definitely should see that. And if we don't, we'll be robbed of a prime Giannis versus prime Luka and prime Jokic. I think next um, year will be the year where the Jokic and Luka solidify the top three. At least I kind of hope so. I think that is what's going to happen. If I had to project it, I think that LeBron and KD will kind of stay where they are for me. Uh, but I think – well, I guess – Yeah. Um, and I think that Luka and Jokic are kind of going to make a jump. I think that it could be Giannis, Jokic, Luka, which is a top three that I really wanted to have. Such a but I think it's too Yeah, early. I know. I agree. I think it's like a little too early. A little bit too early. I think this season, though, such that could a, definitely change. Such a likable group of players. I know, right? But for some reason, um, is what's people's perception on Luka? Luka hated... I don't think so. I think every player will have a little, obviously, a little bit of hatred towards them. But I think Luke is pretty um, universally liked. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can definitely agree with that. I don't, know, I don't know what the hell you hate about him. Like, he's a fantastic player. He's chill. He does complain a, r- a lot. He is a bit um, of a complainer. His mom is hot. I, I just don't know, like, why. Like, his, I don't think his complaining is as bad as, like, Devin Booker. I don't think so. I, I, um, I, I, either. Um, I don't know why I talked like that. Devin Booker um, is damn near next level complainage. Yeah, that's facts. He's probably, like, top three in the league. I don't even know what that list would look like. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and Chris Devin Paul, Booker. LeBron, Devin Booker. I'd say LeBron's definitely on there. LeBron tries to literally be the ref. He tries to like mind control them into giving him the right calls. <laughs> He's like, "I'm LeBron James. You're really gonna disagree with me on something basketball?" And he like peer like pressures them into <laughs> making a change. It's like that ref that he was. Uh, that one ref that was talking to Jordan that one time. He was like. If you want me to call it, I'll call it. <laughs> what? <laughs> do, you, do you not remember that clip? It was when he was in Washington. And he was like, uh, if it's a foul, I would call it for you, Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such a weird part of his career. Like, I like to uh, act like Washington doesn't exist. I do, too. If that never happened... I think that it would probably be better for his legacy. (laughs) Here's the thing about his Washington tenor. Yeah. It is underrated. He is still... No, yeah, exactly. 
Like, people act like he wasn't putting up 20-plus points per game at the age of 40. I mean... mm. And then people like to talk about LeBron's longevity. Like, Jordan has longevity, too. Michael Jordan's first year in Washington, he was 38. 38, yeah. He was putting up 23. LeBron's 38, putting up 30. So, I mean, it is kind of... I don't know. But people act like Jordan was a bum when he was in Washington. No, yeah, they act like he was just like a bum Michael Jordan, but he was still a very skilled player and also had trash teams. And, yeah, he was still fucking Michael Jordan. And pacing's still different at that time, too. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, no, that's facts. Paces was extremely different. The The, the amount of... The change of pace has been crazy. If you actually look at the stats, the fastest team, like the seven-second offense Steve Nash team, I think I've seen a stat that this season they would be bottom of the league in pace. That's wild. And at, and at the time, they were the fastest team in the league, and they really changed the game in that way. But if you compare them to today's league, they'd be bottom of the league, which is insane. That's wild. Um, just how much that's changed. So... Yeah, I guess to recap our top 15, because that's what this podcast was. Um, we both have Giannis as the best player in the league. You have Jokic at two. I have him at three. So I'd say pretty similar. Um, I could definitely see myself playing Jokic there soon. And then I have KD at five. You have him at three. You have Curry at four. I have him at two. Uh, I have LeBron at four. You have him at five. We both have Luka and Embiid at six and seven, respectively. Um, Jimmy, we both have at eight. You have Booker at nine. I have him at 10. You have Tatum at 13. I have him at 10. No, nine. And then Trey Young, we both have at 11. We both have Jaw at 12. Um, do I just realize? Holy shit. Do you know what I just realized? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Trey Young, we have 11th on our list, and he wears number 11. John Morant, we have at number 12. He's wears number 12. Paul George, I have at 13. He wears number 13. That is weird. Um, but yeah, I have PG at 13, PG 13 at 13. You have Tatum there. You have Harden at 14. I have him at 15. And then you have Spida at 15. I have him at 14. So again, pretty similar. Um, yeah, I think that next year, I think Luka will definitely take a jump up. And the top seven is extremely stacked. All of those players could be the best player on a championship team. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess concluding with this, it's going to be time to move on to the next chap, my next chapter. Um, <laughs> the next chapter of things, which we'll have to decide what we want to do. Um, so, yeah, so stay tuned. So this was our episode of the top 15 players in the nba we hope you enjoyed uh check out the top 10 point guard shooting guard small forward power forward and center lists and uh podcast episodes if you haven't already and that's all for us now stay tuned for more for the hoop ah, for the hoopers lab podcast <laughs> i almost said Huper, the hoopers lab podcast uh oh, and Huper. we'll see you in the next one take care and goodbye adios